Hey. Well, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. I did, that, was not on, that was not on purpose, by the way. That was not like a job. I've hid, I've stayed, kept it hidden from everyone today. I was, I was like, okay. But I don't now, do, we, uh, now we know, and so do the listeners. Oh, God, that's right. Well, uh, remember, he has editing power. Oh, that's right. I do have editing powers. <laughs> he could make it your birthday if he wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> wish, wish me happy. happy birthday, Commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it impossible for you to, for you to edit around. I'm just going to sing one word every, like, 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> happy. Oh, God, I thank you so much. <laughs> well, I hope everyone's doing well. With me tonight, I've got, as always, Kamish, permanent squatters, Beth and Pit Girl, and semi-permanent guest host, Kevin. Kevin, how are you, sir? Doing good. I spent the last couple hours working on a project that I came up with in the Discord the other day, but uh, created a vector map of the center of mass of the AAC weighted by enrollment and Love just it. posted that in the chat it's weirdly beautiful and if you join our discord you will know what i'm talking about yeah hey girl how are you i am good i apologize if you see me squinting a lot during the podcast because i do not currently have my glasses uh, do you need some glasses no i can see it's just everything's slightly fuzzy i'm only a little bit nearsighted and i also have a mild astigmatism so like i can see well enough but it's also just bad enough that i'm like Neh. so it's fine Everything's not, fine. not 20 not 2015 like commission his laser vision no whatever the well no not the opposite of that but like somewhere towards mine, the opposite of that mine is the opposite mine is the opposite <laughs> of that i'm like 2200 or whatever something really bad Oof. yeah no mine is is very much not even close to that bad i do not technically have to wear my glasses to drive but i do because because i like being able to read the signs from a distance beth how are you you should see if we can switch uh glasses birthday <laughs> so annoying to cut this <laughs> Kamish, how are you oh great it's it's tuesday it's it's i have a lot of stuff coming up this weekend there is going to be a ton of family coming into town and it's to that point of the visit which they'll be here friday that everybody wants to know what uh, what we're doing at every second of the day it's a bunch of phone calls. It's a bunch of, hi, aunt, or, hey, we haven't, like, physically talked, even though, you know, we've, we shared photos of, of the baby and whatnot. But, yeah, let's let's make plans. And let's let's drive an hour outside of town to go see a rodeo when it's 100 degrees. Yeah, let's do that. That sounds like a great idea. Uh, yeah. Yeah, basically. And then there's the phone calls, like, was I invited? I don't know if I was invited. I'm like, yes, you were invited. God's sakes. So, yeah, I've been dealing with that along with uh, work just being an incredible mess and just everything's on fire. So just bring it all to the personal life and come on to the the pod and the commission can just uh, talk it out and talk about some fun stuff tonight. Let's start with some NFL news. All right. One specific bit of NFL news. Wait, wait, wait. Today, hold, the... on, hold on, hold on. You, ha you can't say NFL if you're going to be an NFL podcaster. You have to say the National Football League. The National Football League. There you go. Today, the National Football League Twitter account yes. said, Frick it, let's post a whole game. And they did. And the game they posted was Super Bowl 51. <laughs> Two. That is <laughs> Patriots Falcons of 28-3 fame. And as of 
30 minutes ago, they deleted that tweet. No. I saw Aww. it. The we, world saw we it. We all saw it. We all saw. Cowards. And absolute cowards. That's Ooh, so. Twitter is super broken right now, as an aside. Oh, good. Hey, fun. How, I'm, How broken? I'm scrolling like, to, so I'm trying to, I was swiping around so I could see my timeline in a half a window. And my, the, the tweets just go over the menu or, or under the menu bar. Hang on. I will take a picture and put it in the discord. Oh, please do. For everyone to be able to see. It's beautiful. That is very broken. Behold. Ooh, fun. It's all over the place. <laughs> all of the Twitter is happening at once. <laughs> be not afraid. Biblically accurate Twitter. Yes. The, the National Football League decided to post an entire full game on their Twitter timeline because they got the gold check and need to use it. And of all the games they chose to put on there, it was that one. And Falcons fans just screaming murder in the timeline. Patriots fans being happy. Saints fans being very happy. It was it was a weird bunch of people. You know, I, being a Saints fan, uh, I like I enjoy the twenty eight three. That's great. The Falcons lost the game. They they blew like the biggest lead ever in the Super Bowl. That that's fantastic. But I. I I have reached a point where I have moved past that as a Saints fan. I, I can't okay. do that anymore. Uh, we, States, we've yeah. gotten we've gotten hosed by living that that Schaden, Schadenfreude of celebrating the Falcons losing the Super Bowl to somebody else. Like we didn't beat them. It, okay, like it's the Patriots. Why are we celebrating a Patriots win? We can stop. It's done. We had the Minneapolis miracle on us the year after that. Then we had the the New Orleans snow call the year after that. Uh, then, you know, again, we lost it, uh, walk-off touchdown to Kirk Cousins and the Vikings the year after that. We're done. The exercise of demons. Stop talking about 28-3. Let's move on. Wow, this is really awful. I tried to use the Google Docs, like, AI thing to write a haiku about Super Bowl 51. Mm-hmm. And the, the fucking, like, syllabus, the syllabus, the syllable counts are wrong. That's annoying. <laughs> This doesn't count. Tom Brady wins again. That's six. Mm. Two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Eight. The Patriots are champions. Eight. Not it, Google. (laughs) Maybe taking the cards against humanity perspective on haikus. See, I always tried to actually get a real 575. I mean, if you do that, you win, I think. Mm -hmm. But also, that requires you to have the cards that allow you to do that. It is true. It's the same as like the My Country Tis of Thee one, Sweetland of Blank. Oh yeah, Sweetland. <laughs> my dad put my dad put down uh, poverty for one time <laughs> and one easily. Two midgets yep. shitting into a bucket. Always my yep. trap card. I really love the part where you know I just I go off on a little rant about like just forgetting the score, and then you immediately go, you know this is awful. <laughs> Because that was the cut. I'm like, okay, thank, thank you for, but just leave that in there, just to be like, oh, that's that was a horrible take. So I appreciate that. Oh, I said my real name. Oh, I'll, bleep, I'll bleep. I'll bleep yes, it out. Sorry, Commissioner Freeze, as we call him. I I just, you know, given how often our account is tweeting thirteen nine, it's it's hard for me to find sympathy. It's never me. My favorite <laughs> that, that part about, was, part about all of this is yeah, that it's oh, never yeah. me. <laughs> I'm just in the walls now. It's because someone, yeah. someone, and then like I and like I was giving myself a little Twitter vacation. I'm like, oh, I got tagged. I wonder what I got what I got tagged. In. <laughs> okay, Sorry. the only thirteen nine tweet I've ever done from the account was the scheduled one for 139 minutes before the backyard brawl kicked off last year. Mm-hmm. Appreciate <laughs> it. 
I, I can't. I've never tweeted a thirteen nine. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! I don't think I've I, ever tweeted one from the committee account either. Because someone noticed that it happened to be that I had sent the. It happened to be that the tweet that I sent about the NFL posting this game was twenty eight. The the NFL tweet was twenty eight minutes ago, and my tweet was three minutes ago, and it lined up perfectly. And I said, "Well, at least it's not thirteen nine. Yeah. And the West Virginia yeah. fans, West Virginia fans came in and were like, "I was having a great day. I was like, I was not even thinking about this." And then I cr- fell to the floor crying. This is what you did to me. It'll do it to you. Speaking of bullying the internet, I made a graphic this last weekend. <laughs> let's, let's. You you told the internet, "Let's kick some ice." I did. I was ready for this. I said that. Last year, I did one randomly, which I don't like to do anymore. Like I said, I don't do random things anymore. Last year, I randomly stuck to the coach order. This year, we had a purpose. And Mm going to blame Kamish on this because he's the one that suggested birthdays, I'm pretty sure. I think it was me. I think you gave me. Do we have to go back to the chat? Yeah. Yeah. Checking the tape. (laughs) Check the tape. No, I'm pretty sure this was mine. It was, we, we decided to put the coaches of the SEC in order by their birthdays. And then I realized, huh, if you start in October, it's really funny. This was originally Jimbo- Beth's idea. Okay. Well, shit. Yeah. Always keep a receipt. And yeah, so no, this, this felt like one of mine. It starts, <laughs> it starts with Jimbo and then Brian, Kelly, and then Nick Saban. And that's a great order. And it ends with Hugh Freeze. That's good, too. It puts Kirby underneath Vanderbilt, which is good. Like lots of, there's lots of good stuff in here. It puts Mark, Mike, which stoops is it in Kentucky? Mike? Mark. 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 Yeah. Whatever. The, March. The stoops. The stoops, the Kentucky stoops. It puts him second to last. And I, I made this list and I hid in there. Not hid. It's very, it's pretty clear. Okay. It's in gray mm-hmm. font on gray, but it's pretty clear. You did a Penn State, all the Super Bowls except for five. I, I did. <laughs> And I and I spread it out far enough like they did so that just don't really catch on the first search, the first scan. And we had some people that had opinions about this commission, didn't we? Yeah, there was a few folks. <laughs> uh, there was a few people yelling at us uh, and, and we got to be called, we're clickbaity. We are clickbaiting. And I'm like, we're not real football. Watch some football, watch Sickles football Committee. And, and you guys obviously don't watch you football. Guys don't watch football. I'm like, that's all we do. We're talking about the European League of Football right now and Canadian Football League. That's all we do is watch football. Uh, we watch it all. Yeah, the the thing I, that gets me at this, like the name of our account is the Sickos Committee. Yes, like it's it's at the top. That's the name of our account. At the very top of the ranking, there's two Sickos guys up there that says Sickos on the top of it, right? And yes. then it says ranking SEC coaches. Big, big. All right, fine. We do the Penn State small text thing. That's that's great. We do that. I made you even darken that because you even had it lighter. Originally, it was much Originally lighter. Originally, you had it lighter than that. I was like, darken it a little bit. He's like, okay, that's enough. I'm like, no, I, I wanted more, but that's fine. But I'm like, you're going to endure the yelling here. You're going to go ahead and go through this. You're going to do it. You're going to do the yelling and the quote tweeting. And the fun part is, is like really sometimes on these accounts where – if they don't follow us, we don't see the notifications. Yeah. So we have the account set up that way most of the time. If they don't follow us, we don't see the notifications unless we follow them, essentially. So, like, people just yelling into the void at this. Uh, we found a lot of angry Kentucky fans 
which there were so many angry that wasn't the one i was expecting i wasn't expecting a lot of angry so many angry oh my god i didn't know that that angry kentucky football fans were a thing there's dozens of them dozens (laughs) listen if you're gonna be that angry during basketball season it's important to have a solid warm-up happy god damn it birthday (laughs) it's it's so good between that and then some of the blue checks just like coming for it. And then it just, it, now, I, I don't know what it was, but it felt like everyone who had a super shitty opinion about this or refused to like see a joke in this also had some tweets being like, January 6th was a great job. I don't know what the connection is, but it always <laughs> seems that way. Not our followers. Our followers are lovely. Not necessarily. It's, it's, it's when we look in the quote tweets and we know that they're not following us. We don't see that. Yep. And then the I got to the point where we would just, you know, you're just going to get nothing but notifications on this because I don't even know where we're at right now. You said 1.1 million views of this yeah. tweet, which we know that's oh, yeah. not a real number, but whatever. No. I've been I've been rate limited so many times just trying to see all of the replies to this. One, yeah, 1. 1.1 million views. Oh, Twitter asks if I want to promote this tweet. Why? <laughs> Why Twitter? I think I might. I don't have... <laughs> fun set up to the account so you can't do it so it. there you go yeah i also, don't have that set up is it not our official policy not to give twitter money that is true, true. We're gonna, yeah we're yes, not gonna definitely. do that uh that- but what, 100 retweets 152 quote tweets 2600 likes 29 bookmarks Mwah. This, this is not a disincentive for future behavior that's guys. the worst part guys <laughs> that's the worst part is that this does not disincentivize behavior i mean Hugh Freeze's last one here. Some dude was like, I can't wait till Hugh gets in their comments and tells them what's what. And what? What, what did you say to that? I, what just happened to the show, Doc? It's fine. I'm fixing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's redacted. Dude, what happened? What's all the stuff redacted here? I'm sorry. <laughs> the whole thing's redacted. Was, all of my notes. I How'd you redact trying. everything? <laughs> it's the girl's playing redactyl. No, it's so she's playing redactyl. Uh, Love it. No, it's I, this. This is basically a Hugh Freeze honeypot. I, I mean, God oh, damn it, Jordan. We've we've yes. had a Hugh Freeze honeypot here. So I think the way that Hugh Freeze can can only direct messages is if we follow him, which we don't. Which we uh, absolutely should. Know. No, I, I'm, mm, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. I mean, like Hugh Freeze being ranked last. By the birthdays, it's clearly by birthdays, and and I've birthday. that's right, a happy birthday, <laughs> uh, to Jordan. So yeah, definitely, really, it's when Jordan tweeted this, I was like, okay, we're getting some people, like we're not we're not getting that many like people that not catching the joke. But the only the only problem is is when the tweet breaks contain of our followers, yeah. which is we're approaching a hundred thousand, and. Whenever one of our tweets gets above like sixty or seventy, that's when I can tell it's it's hit too far out, yeah, and into the world, and we just get so much bad shit. The, the sickos committee like broke contain. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of people that started following us, A and M fans, uh, and really, really, they they loved the ranking because Jimbo Fisher was number one, and it was misspelled, <laughs> which was a happy that accident. Was accident. Happy that was accident. a happy accident. That's right. <laughs> I am accident. I am the Bob Ross of shitty graphics, and that was my happy little accident. <laughs> we got people wondering what the hell the Vanderbilt logo was, which was something we made 
like randomly what you put and then you threw in the chunk that was when they Pokemon. updated their logo yeah. right yeah oh that yeah it was a spoof on their new logo yeah <laughs> and and i made the lechonk thing last summer yes. when scarlet violet released their first set of pokemon yeah yeah oh yeah it was to be fair lechonk like, is by far the most arkansas pokemon for sure oh well everyone's asking me to do like totodile in florida colors now mm-hmm. And uh, and Snubble in Georgia colors, and I I might just have to do that. I'm just very happy that this happened. I'm not going to keep doing this. No one worry. Pardon me. Notifications are safe. It's fine. But just to do this once a year makes me realize how easy that kind of engagement is. And again, does not disincentivize some me, someone who likes to be liked and likes to be yelled at. I have a humiliation fetish and you're just feeding into it, guys. Thank you. We could tell when you did that crazy SEC thing, you you were getting off on the cringe of that, you know, you were just loving how bad. Oh, the, the crimes against punning yes. from oh, a couple weeks God. ago. <laughs> that wasn't, was that a couple weeks ago? That was literally last week. No, it was, it was two, two episodes, episodes ago. ago yes. I was listening to it last weekend. I got one I'm working on, guys. Oh, no, no. Because no. I, I was angry about the Vanderbilt pun and it only got worse. It got a lot worse. <laughs> that one was okay. That was a hostage situation. Two. <laughs> I th- the fact that you're staying in the same key is also impressive. You haven't drifted keys, and that's impressive. That's talent oh, right see, there. Now I'm scared. The re- see, yeah, that's the real thing. Is that at the end, Jordan should clip them all out and edit them together. No. Yes. Okay. You know what? You know what, Pit Girl? You are correct. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. The other fun little bit of trolling that happened this weekend was by our good friend, uh, Stephen Godfrey at 38 Godfrey. Eisen Trophy has a new logo and they post it and Godfrey goes, wow, I love the new Heisman Trophy logo and post a picture of Reggie Bush. Yeah, you did. Yeah, they did. And then Heisman Trophy social media, who I guess doesn't know who Reggie Bush is because his he's per- persona non got around there, goes, thanks. Oh, he's redacted. We're so glad to hear you like our new logo. Do we Beautiful. think the social media intern was alive during Reggie Bush's don't you do that. Don't you do that to me. Don't think so. Okay, so Reggie Bush won it in 2005. That's mm-hmm. 18 years ago. Uh-huh. So yeah, if bitch. the social media intern is 22, mm. they were four when Reggie so won So they the were not a conscious human being. I couldn't tell you who won the Heisman Trophy in 88. Mm-hmm. Was it, no, 87 was Tim Brown. 88 Heisman. It wasn't, Ra- it wasn't Major Harris, and I'm still mad about it. It was Barry Sanders. Okay, mm. <laughs> I should know that one. <laughs> Barry, yeah. yeah yeah i i, I, know, I know nothing i was four in 1999 i know nothing about the 1999 heisman trophy winner major harris came in fifth 1999 so, heisman that was it, it wasn't eric crouch that was 2000 was that ricky ricky williams or was ron, ron, like ron, ron dane, dane was 99 that's right ricky was 98 ron dane 99 eric crouch 2000 i think so anyways that was also that was also another bit of beautiful trolling we did Congrats bevel God that Frank. logo, and that came out really good. It did. It did look good. I liked that that bevel. That was a really, really good. It it made it. I I made it a little bit antiquey looking too. So like bronzed, it came out fantastic. The new FDU logo also beveled very well. Yeah, mm. we'll talk about that to our our, our Purdue uh, Discord members. They were they did not like seeing that logo again. Sorry, Travis. <laughs> I I also I I someone. Someone who followed us had a great picture of the new sword logo stabbing uh, Purdue Pete. And I did retweet that as six Simper Petrus, which I thought was a very 
<laughs> Very niche joke there. I appreciate Did it. someone in the Discord just wish you happy birthday in Dutch? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Pants did, yes. <laughs> That's right. Well, we do have one bit of big news this week. Oh, yeah. And that is after the conversation we had Sunday, Fitz got fired by Northwestern. Took him fucking long enough. That's mm-hmm. where I'm at for this. Mm-hmm. Now, Pit Girl, do you want to give the bad news, the bad side of this? Oh, yes. The bad news on this is that the news dropped a few hours ago that the rest of the football staff will be staying on for the rest of the season, which, okay, sure, you're not going to be able to make a hire in July. I get it. But this is not going to solve the problem, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're every bit as responsible as he was for this. Mm-hmm. So it is It is in their walls. Mm-hmm. This stuff... Yeah. This is much like, like, I'm going to make a kind of a glib joke here. Much like the staff couch at Stanford, it is there. And it will keep spreading if you don't fucking rip this thing out entirely. You have to get rid of people. I know that they've kept on, I can't remember his name right now. I'll insert it if I can. Their defensive coordinator. Yeah, I think it's David Braun. Okay. And he was at South Dakota State or North Dakota State? Uh, I'm looking it up. And he's new. So out of yes. anybody here, new guy. Putting him in charge was the correct. Like yeah. that's like that's the best of the moves. Yeah, there was two right. new coordinators that they had, I believe. Uh our our one of our, our committee members, big Northwestern fan, uh Dr. Garage, he, he we were debating about who they could possibly get for an interim. He indicated that the two new coordinators that he had, uh David Braun, he's from North Dakota State. There we go. So he's he's the one that that did that. They're going to keep the staff on. The thing about the staff is that they had another new coordinator, so it's not all bad. I believe they got a brand new offensive coordinator too. After the season, they went one and eleven because you know definitely one and eleven. That's that's great. Uh, not winning a game in America, you, you definitely want to keep the coach on after that. Anyway, one thing is just I I really I really really miss Dennis Green. Uh, coach Dennis Green, uh, he was a Northwestern coach in the early '80s, NFL coach. If if he was alive today, you know, rest in peace. I feel like he would have been the perfect person to take this interim job and kind of get Northwestern back on track. Because when he took it over in the early '80s, it was the program was really nothing, and he won Big Ten Coach of the Year at like three and eight, and and I think it was like '82, which is incredible for like to know where Northwestern was and to get something like that. I know that I, I, you know, I wish he was still with us. He would have been probably the perfect person to take over this as, as an interim. I know they mentioned something about Lovey Smith possibly taking over, you know, it had been kind of cool to see Lovey coach Northwestern and then beat Illinois, which would have been, you know, fun from uh, a sicko's perspective, a sicko's community I mean, perspective. I, I saw, I saw like David Shaw's name get rolled around yeah. too. I think this is, I'm not okay with them keeping the staff on for lots of reasons. Yeah. It's... No. But I think that the person who they put in charge is probably your best bet at some semblance of stability in the program right now. That's the only thing I can think of for that. I mean, this is, and... this is something that never really occurs. Like, it's July. Like, camp is about to start. Mm-hmm. Like, their season starts. Camp is about to start in, in a week or so, right? Or two? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I mean, I don't think Northwestern had a shot to poach anybody, which I don't think anybody would, in their right mind, would leave and then go take this job right now anyway, because no. it's, it's a horrible position, and you it, it's 
it's basically, you know, it, the situation reminds me of coming back home after Hurricane Katrina. I'm going to put it this way, Katrina terms. You come home and your roof is like torn off. The entire building itself, there's mold everywhere. And you have to completely gut everything. Like all the drywalls got to go. Everything's got to go down to the studs. Like you may even need to replace the studs. Uh, it's a complete gut job because, I mean, he's been there since what? I mean, he was a coach, what, 2006? And he's been a player. He was a player in the 90s. So, I mean, I don't know if something like this was going on because the coach that coached him in the 90s was not necessarily the best himself. Was that Gary Barnett? You know, he had some issues in in Colorado also. I mean, he had been – so Pat Fitzgerald had been – as a coach in some capacity at Northwestern since 2001. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's, we're talking two decades worth of there. Yeah. And that's, yep. I mean, for the players that, that are new and did not participate and did not conduct this stuff. Can Northwestern players transfer now? Do they get a free transfer off this? The, the portal is closed, I believe. Uh, but, but because they had a head coach change. Mm, I don't know. That's a good question. But who would take them now if they were to transfer? They, they uh, there's lots of places. Well, they'd have to sit out. That was that was actually something that um, was a topic of conversation in one of the other channels in our Discord a couple days ago, because there, I'm sure there are players who would like to transfer. But if you're a, a team, how do you distinguish between players that were complicit? Mm-hmm. right right and there's no way of knowing and it's also more complicated than perpetrators and victims because this was clearly again a like p- culture of violence where folks were more than likely both um, uh sorry chris vanini says that by the way northwestern players are allowed to go into the transfer portal over the next 30 days because of a head coaching change okay, okay. so That's the thing is like schools are about to just do their camps so it's just do you want to risk that and, and hope to catch on with the school, which is, is kind of a weird, it puts them in a horrible limbo too. And it's just not a, it's not a good situation from top to bottom. It's not great at all. It's, it's really, really, really not ideal. And the thing that gets me about this situation is the most is that their whole thing as a program at Northwestern was the culture. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. they hung their hat on. Stop me if you've heard this before. Right. Yes. Exactly right. I'm not going to say it, but we're all thinking it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and here's the thing: we are just two years removed from Northwestern having to fire an AD that they had hired for what felt like ten minutes before because of a mishandling of sexual misconduct and racist stuff in the in the cheerleading program. I completely forgot about that. Someone who had been there forever as an assistant AD. That. You're right. Hmm. Yeah. How about like, that? Yeah, like this is so far in the walls and we're here because we didn't take this seriously at any point. And now we are responding to it by doing the absolute minimum that we can do to make it go away again. One thing I don't we get, don't I, I, another thing I don't get is if the report is the same, what you saw on Friday and you thought a two week suspension was good enough and then nothing changed over the weekend except Twitter just giving you crap all weekend long. Mm-hmm. And then you change your mind and do that. Something's wrong there. They have not had a press conference to discuss this, which again, they're a private school. 
They don't have to abide by the same public school rules. It's really, 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 really shitty behavior. I, I, I don't have any, like, I'm trying to sound very intelligent and use big words, mm-hmm. but this is pretty fucked up. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a horrible situation. I don't, the culture of hazing is, is one where you have to do, you know, like weird initiation things or like, if, I mean, it's just, look, I'm no, I know it's locker room behavior, which is like, whatever you're in the locker room, you're whatever. It doesn't matter. It's crap it's 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 not a priority like you you could do something else like make somebody do like a trust fall or something uh there's there's, there is team building for a reason this exists make make you guys go to a freaking escape room house or something in chicago (laughs) and try to work out out there as a team like make you do puzzles or some shit you don't need to do some weird shit by the showers you don't need to torture no, someone. This yes. doesn't actually no. build a team. No. I also just want to jump back real quick to what Kamish was saying about Northwestern not doing anything until it became public. Northwestern, as Kamish touched on, is a private institution. It is very clear, based off of their actions, that there was a faction of people within Northwestern that thought that they could sweep this under the rug and get away with it, in part because there is no organization that can hold Northwestern accountable except for the fabulous folks at the Daily Northwestern. Yep. And, and, Hell of a journalism department and, you guys and got shout going. out to the, the students who are journalists. I know <laughs> there was somebody in a mentor that don't call them a student journalist. I'm like, I kind of feel like... Oh, student- did, you, did you see where that person was from? I No, I didn't. Are they a Madel grad? No, Louisiana Lafayette, baby. Okay, Ayo. so again, he was a raging Cajun, which is, again, you know, more credence to the ULM side of things. So what I want to say is, is, again, if you're a journalist who is also a student, you're staying up to like 2.30 in the morning, probably partying your ass off, and then up at like 6 a.m., or maybe you're staying up to 2.30 to catch a deadline in the morning to do a deadline or some shit, and then waking your ass up for an 8 a.m. class. More props to them. I mean, it's hard, period. So it's not an insult to call you a student journalist. It, we just appreciate the work that they did. I, I don't I don't care what the name yeah. is or not, or whatever. Just the Daily Northwestern, yeah. shout out. Y'all, y'all did a great job. I know we give y'all crap. Absolutely. I know we give y'all crap, but like, I, as a Medill grad. I mean, it, this is very similar to when Auburn hired Hugh Freeze, where mm-hmm. all of the usual suspects are showing their whole asses on Twitter right now. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. But DM us, Hugh. Talk to us, Hugh. DM us. I got I got this pot of honey. I got this pot of honey for you. No, no. For for you, Hugh Bear. Here we go. I'm going to get the no. Hugh Bear is so unpleasant. Oh, my goodness. Hugh Bear. No. Absolutely not. Winnie the Hugh. I'm in hell. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you are not alone. Just gonna walk directly out a window. I'm in hell and you're Satan. It's not the first time I've been accused of that. So there you go. Thank you. To take something a little lighter on Twitter today. Uh, not Twitter. Sorry. On Reddit today. On a lighter note. A great, a great post. This was on RCFB, I believe, from Wardam Researcher. What's an amusing rumor you heard about a, about a head coach you've heard? And he responded. Uh-huh. Mine is a rumor that Brian Harson stole a vehicle from Auburn's athletic department. It was loaned to him as part of the contract, but he never returned it when he was fired like he was required. He drove it back to his home in Idaho, then refused to give it back when Auburn told him to. Because of this, an intern was flown there with a spare key and drove it out of his driveway all the way back to Auburn. 
I am obsessed with this. I have been able to think about nothing else all afternoon. That's so good. <laughs> the, the Brian First of all, yes. huge shout out to uh, Message Board Geniuses for bringing this to our attention. Yes. But also, mm-hmm. as the 22-year-old who just started with the uh, you know, athletic department at Auburn, this is the best day of your life. Yes. Right? Where you get handed a spare key and a plane ticket and said... Go fly to Idaho and drive the car out of your former boss's driveway and have a road trip across the country. Yeah, what, what's the per diem on this look like? That's the the oh, and what's man. the deadline? That's what I want to know. Like, I, if do you as the intern have a little bit of ability to like detour and go see some cool shit on your way back? So I I mapped this out. I mapped this entire drive out. So he has to go from Auburn. Uh, I'm sorry, Boise to Auburn. And so just mapping it out, it says it's one day, eight hours without any tolls if you wanted to go there. Apparently, okay. this, this route is littered with radar detectors, though. So you, you got yeah. to go to speed limit. You know, take your time. Go to the speed limit. You'll be fine. You know, stretch it out as far as possible. So it's about a 32 to 33 hour drive. I, I mapped this out, which is great. If you're, if you're the analyst that has to go get the car back from brian harson i don't think it's a stolen car it's more like uh go fuck yourself come get it if you want it uh yeah. basically <laughs> think for brian harson to auburn they'll probably fly out to boise and then they'll get a taxi which i'm imagining this they'll get a taxi to brian harson's house from the boise international airport then they'll have to, to make the 30 some odd hour drive uh, the the rules essentially, which we don't know if Auburn essentially follows rules, but the maximum you're allowed to drive in a day is supposed to be 11 hours. At 33 hours, we'll that's, do that. That's three that's full three days. full days of driving to so get four. Back. We're really saying four, so or five. So depending on that, you know, if you want to do a three day drive, you could do that. But the the main thing from what I'm seeing here is he's got a good chance or he or she, it could be a she, uh, you know, again, to go pick up the, the Harson car, where in the world is Brian Harson's car? Uh, I think we made a graphic in the past, like where in the world Brian Harson was. I like, the, I like the idea that Carmen San Diego stole Brian Harson's like 2017 Ford Focus. I don't even know what he's driving. It's gotta be some like just Chevy Malibu fully loaded or something. No idea. Or maybe it could be a Benz. Who who knows? I don't know what type of money Auburn's dropping in coach cars. Now I want to make. I feel now like I want to make Where's Waldo, but full of coaches. See, I'm 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 working on like heist movie things here. You know, trying to come up with like Obby's Eleven. Like, what is the name of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> also, it has to be like a truck, right? Like, there's no way that this is not some sort of pickup truck. Or like a Tahoe, even though that's Georgia's Is it a truck bit. or is it a truck? Uh, yeah, it's a truck. I found the uh, the Brian Harson graphic. <laughs> I just put it in the chat. There we go. The We're in the world of Brian Harson. Hit it, Rockapella. Hit it, Rockapella. Ooh, wow. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love that show. Uh, I love that. That was probably one of one of my favorite shows growing up. It was one of my favorite shows, great. too. great. I've planned out the fun trip for the for the intern that had to go get the car from Brian Harson, you could take the trip if you want to do it. You can go Boise to Cheyenne, Wyoming. Ooh, stop in Cheyenne. Then you go Cheyenne to either Omaha or Kansas City. So you could choose one: Omaha, or Kansas City. Go from there. Then you can go from either Omaha or KC to Memphis. 
And then your final leg of the trip, Memphis to Auburn. So you got a couple of good spots you can do. You would be able to just go across uh, some good stuff in Wyoming. There's really not going to be anything there. You can even take a stop in Salt Lake City because the route from Boise goes through Salt Lake, and then you're just straight across like the bottom part of Wyoming across the Rocky Mountains to Cheyenne. And then if you don't want to drive over the endless nothing of of Nebraska, whatever, and you want to do that, you could drop down through like Kansas and then drop down to Oklahoma and hit Oklahoma city instead. That's another option. And then still do the Memphis thing and then Memphis to Auburn, which is not that far at all. A nice little last leg home if you want to do it that way. So that could be your trip. And if you drop down after you go to Cheyenne, you can go to Denver. That would, that would be the move for me personally. Denver is an option too. So, the total distance on this that you just posted is 2,178 miles, roughly. Mm-hmm. I have calculated the total distance that the University of Florida football team traveled to all of their away games last year. Would you like to play an over-under? Oh, my God. Under. Oh. Way under. The University yeah. of Florida. Okay, under. so they had Utah come to them mm-hmm. last yes. year. Okay, this year. And I'm not including the bowl game. Okay, the bowl game was in Vegas. The whole game was Vegas. Okay, so that's so still that alone right, goes over. Regular it. <laughs> season Florida. All right. Under. I'm I'm trying to think. Hold on. So I'm mashing the under. So so Jacksonville, Gainesville is like like about a hundred miles. That's nothing. Uh they went to Nashville and lost to Vandy. I just wanted to it's mention that, that again. I just wanted to mention that again out loud because Florida lost to Vandy last year. On purpose. Well, not on purpose. I don't think they went on purpose. But, you know, the vaunted. On purpose for Vandy. The vaunted Vandy offense. And, you know, they 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 stormed the field in the most polite way ever. They they gently came down the stairwells. Uh, and still. Oh, it was a very Notre Dame still, field storming. Still Clark, got Clark fine. Lee was right at home. They, they still got fined. They matriculated onto the gridiron. Yes. Yes. They, they still got fined 250000 for that, too. It was great. Matriculation is expensive. It is. So and I don't the SEC know. hates fun. Oh, Florida went to Kentucky last year, or did Kentucky come to them? That's because that's probably one of their longest trips. Florida played LSU last year, which is Baton Rouge. That's not too far. What was the total mileage again? Uh, twenty-one seventy-eight is your trip that you had from Boise Ooh, to Auburn. That's going to be very close. That's a good number. That is a very good Birthday. number. I'm going to have to say. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to mash it all together. Let's go under. All right. So we have under from Beth, under from Kamish. This is Florida under 2178. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Under. Smashing the under. Pit girls under as well. I'm under too. Oh. Under. Okay. It is over. Oh. oh. Oh, no. They went to Columbia. Uh, Shit. It's very close. No, they didn't. It was uh, College Station. Ah, oh, damn. Uh, the Texas. God yeah. damn it. Dang. College Station was almost like 40% of their total travel. Uh, it was very, it was very close. Uh, 2,307 oh, miles. Oh, like, Only like 400 miles difference. That's amazing. Yeah. I could, I forgot they played A&M and they beat A&M too, didn't they? Yeah. It's like 120 miles different from. They beat A&M too, didn't they? So, but number uh, one coach, number one coach Jimbo Fisher, according Jimbo, to my standards, Jimbo Bobby Fisher, you know the spelling of the last name, <laughs> which is a, again, again, what Bob Ross says: there, there are no, there, there are no mistakes, just happy accidents. Excellent. That's right. That's right. The last college sportsy thing I want to talk about is Bob Huggins, the basketball coach at West Virginia, who got fired 
or resigned. He resigned. He resigned. And just then decided he did not resign. Mm-hmm. And the general counsel of West Virginia said, uh, I think you really did. This is one of the best letters I have read in a long, long, long while. Just it's just tremendous work. Yeah, we, we can't read the whole thing on the air because it's four pages long. It's beautiful. You should read it. It is the most comprehensive and polite but vicious per my last that email. second paragraph is the most passive aggressive thing i think yeah, I, i've ever I, read I, I, it I, is incredible third, like for me like the opening of the third paragraph please. going into the bolded list please. where they said i would again encourage you to do appropriate due diligence before asserting a position that is clearly contrary to the documented evidence oh my to god aid you in this endeavor oh my god. note the following oh, saving, oh like god. just hey, saving hey. that for the next time i need to send a per my do, last email do you know Girl, do you know sentence instead do you know what happened after that was sent what no uh, his counsel resigned bob hockey's counsel <laughs> resigned. <laughs> just, just saying you that. burn him so bad they yeah, fucking like, he's like i'm out it's just like I'm done. But the thing that gets me about this this hugging situation. God, he deleted his account and left Twitter. The hugging situation. He told players to their face. Yes. That he wasn't going to coach them and he's resigning. Mm-hmm. This, also, somebody, the fact that he allegedly uh, resigned via his wife's email because he doesn't email. Can't yeah. can't foil can't foil my wife's email. <laughs> I, I, I am Bob Huggins' watching. private email server scandal? Is that what I'm hearing? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. What is it? What is a West Virginia email server looks like look like and why is it run by Moonshine? <laughs> it's it's diesel and moonshine at the same time and we can't figure out why. Why does I, this server have a carburetor? That's the only that's that's the way Lycos is still going. <laughs> <laughs> my GeoCity Sailor Moon fan page is still being run somewhere in West Virginia. And now I've got Savage Garden in my head. This is going to make the key signature more complicated. Oh, yes. If you guys have not read this, I really do recommend you read this because it is a a thoroughly not like it's not overly legal. Like you read some court documents. I don't get this. No, this is just the most polite way to say per my per my my previous email and just destroying. No, it's per your last. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Oh, can we? Can we? The hop in real quick. Yeah, I just I just threw something in the chat. I forgot just to mention about this. What I want you Oh, sorry. No, keep talking about Bob Huggins. You're fine. I want you to look right below the dateline. What is the very first thing in all caps underlined in this letter? Via email. Yeah, email. Yep. It is just shade from beginning to end. It is tremendous. Oh, we we're, we're at that point in the, in the MLB draft now where they're they're just drafting anyone, right? Is it in the MLB draft? You can just start like drafting, like anyone, and so. Or I really too- enjoy that he's very clearly throwing a football. Oh, there. oh yes! So, like it's like we photoshopped the baseball on. This is beautiful. Yeah, this, is, yes. this is DJ DJ Uyagalele. Uh, is it DJ Uyangalele? And so the Oregon State football player is here photoshopped throwing a baseball because the Dodgers picked him up in round 20 as pick 610. MLB, we got to tighten this up. Call him DJ Uyaga LA. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think you need to tweet that. No making fun of the We are not allowed to make fun of his half a seam fastball. I, yeah, like okay, let's, let's not even talk about the clearly again, clearly throwing a football because that grip. 
I mean, also there's the fact that he is in a football uniform. Yes, and his you know arm is that high, and that is <laughs> and also the, sh- and the I shadow ass- doesn't match. And, I, yeah. I ass- look at his feet. No one does <laughs> <baseball like that. laughs> Well, and I assume that the football uniform itself is also photoshopped because he hasn't actually taken the field for Oregon State yet. Oh, that's right. So yes. this is definitely a photoshop of him at Clemson. Wait, is this a bulk? Is this what a bulk is? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's a, he's also it's, behind home plate. Like, <laughs> where is he throwing this ball? Heating <laughs> it into the stands. It's it, no, it's we've been over this. It's a balk. <laughs> yeah, not a balk. It's a balk, right? You got that? Yes, like a cool. chicken. Balk, yeah, like a chicken. Yeah. Balk, balk. Now you're now you're losing key. You're losing the key, and this is going to be great when I smash it together. Let's plug some things before we get on to our next bit. First off. Please join the Patreon, join the Discord for $5 a month. You can come and yell at me about my bad opinions. You can talk to us about what we should make into graphics. You can come up with your own crazy ideas to give us so we can make graphics for you. We're happy to do that. Right now, Beth and I are going to plot together our Patreon add-on of talking shit about people's uh, fight songs. Kamish is going to have Kamish's uh, knowledge corner that I'm going to start calling it. He's still trying to work another letter in there, and like, I'm, not, yes, I am. I'm not appreciating that. So, Also, visit our merch store, sickos-committee.selfi.store. We beveled a fucking shirt. You shouldn't bevel a shirt, but we did because we go the extra length. You wouldn't also cool, a shirt. if you see us out and about this fall, we are going to have stickers yes. to give out to folks. Mm-hmm. So if you catch us at games, things like that, we'll holler where we're at. Come find us. We got stickers for you. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some Next. weird exclusive stickers if you oh, get us in person. The, the, the sparkly ones? I am there's, so excited about that. There's glitter involved. There's... So far, each of us have unique stickers, too. So if yes. you meet all of us. Oh, God. It's, it's like, like collecting the, the power princess stones. autographs. It's, it's, it's kind of like trying to collect all the pieces from McDonald's Monopoly. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. It doesn't matter. It's because... Especially since to find me, you're going to have to go to a West Virginia game, idiots. <laughs> I mean, clear, clearly I'm the boardwalk here. Like we, can, we can all agree on that. Just go to Dallas. I, you'll find Joy. I'm rare and valuable. That's me. And so I think that's me. Jordan! <laughs> <laughs> I am Jordan. Thank you. Also, message board geniuses podcast. They go to the places we will not. Do people pay for those message boards? Are yes. There subscriptions. There are subscriptions to those message people boards. People go on to like subscribe to Tiger Droppings and just go on there yeah, and are miserable. There was one guy that said, "Hey, I'm you know he's talking about his bodily functions. And he's about to go to the ER." And I'm that like, "That was great." I'm like, "Dude, go to the ER. You don't need to post on whatever message board that was. I can't remember what fan that was, but." It was a long. It was a Texas fan. It was a Longhorn fan. It was, it was like, hey, I'm not feeling well, but I gotta post on the message board. My God, I joke about that, but I'm pretty sure that if if I need to go to the hospital, I would definitely post in the Discord. Like, you think this is something that I should go see the doctor for? I get the Discord. That's fine. It's private. It's okay. Not not tweeting or message board. That's fine whatever well message board is ostensibly private too that's the thing because people people are paying for that part of the one of many reasons i am not on panther lair is that you have to pay for it also yeah there's the guy that thinks helen keller wasn't real we might we might need to expense one of those on every message we might need to expense you for next this season a panther's lair absolutely not i will not i think 
I think it's time. No. What's the, what's the, what's the, is it, wasn't the Sherman denial? Is it no, if nominated? It, I will not run. If elected, I will not serve. Yeah, that. Yep. Nope. I will not. Shout out to Panther Lair of a Twitter account though. He's cool. We have our Substack going. We have all sorts of fun, long form stuff on there. Kevin just put out a wonderful piece. Kevin, do you want to tell the people about it? Oh yeah, it was great. I was still offended about the uh, one of the most recent episodes that I was on with the uh, 1982 New Mexico season where they were denied a bowl bowl game and played the uh, played in heavy quotation marks the uh, Justice Bowl against Tulsa, who was also a one loss team that was not invited to a bowl. So I had a ranking metric that I started working on last year uh, that I wanted to do bowl projections with and didn't get up and running in time. So I dusted that off and put the 1982 season into it and ranked everyone and made a whole bowl schedule and got both of them in there. And the Pennsylvanians on this podcast, since uh, Danger is not here, will enjoy the Penn State slander of them falling from winning the national title game to the Gator Bowl Excellent. because of the way this worked out. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have lost to a 600 Alabama team. I really don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, you hate to see Yeah, it. there was there were some <laughs> things that, that some some folks wanted to mention about the, the post that you made. And then we didn't mention it oh, on I'm the podcast. Sure. No, it's just it's a slight thing. Uh, it would have been Bear Bryant's last game. So that was his last game regarding Alabama. So I know you slotted him in a different thing. They didn't get snubbed. It would have been Bear Bryant's last game. Uh, in that season in 1982. So maybe there was a little bit of like, hey, it was Bear Bryant's last season and Penn State lost to Bear Bryant in his last season. That's why they maybe got the 1982, you know, invite to the Sugar Bowl. They wanted to mention that. And I just, they said that we didn't talk about that. But so I have to talk about it. There you go. Do we have breaking news on the podcast? We do have, we do have brand new breaking Lincoln Riley food update. Let me save the picture before it deletes it. This isn't helping. Oh god. I think it's I'm scared. I think it's fish. Oh god, I'm scared. I think it I, I think, think it's, it's fish. Like tuna. It's yes. like tuna or swordfish. I don't I don't know. It's it said epic catch, but I don't know what yeah. type of fish it is, and he didn't put what type of fish it was. It looks it's like a turducken, but it's a chick it steak. Kinda, it looks kind of <laughs> tuna. But he, but like Sharp, hey Lincoln, hey Lincoln, let's talk for a second. Hey Lincoln, Lincoln, hey, hey buddy, hey buddy, sharpen your fucking knives, because yeah. you have turned this into cat food. <laughs> Even if you cooked decently, which I think you did, maybe. I, I, I mean, I prefer okay. I prefer a little less like cook on the outside of my tuna steak. That's fine. I want it more like red all the way through. But that's me. That's cool. Sear off a little higher, Lincoln. But we gotta talk about your knives, kid, because. That right there, you fucking hacked at that that fish. You hacked it. Yeah, I don't eat fish, but like this looks enough like steak that I would try it, except for the fact that the knife murdered it. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. well, Lincoln, you're doing better. Oh, no. It's not the fish crumbles. Oh no. Can we, we talk also talk about like the way that the drawers are under the countertop behind? What do you do Those with are... a drawer that shape? Like a double okay. decker drawer. So uh, those drawers. How many crock pots? Yeah, now? pots and pans. Yeah, how many do crock you need pans? that many pots and pans? That's so many. Think about who you're asking. Okay, you you, you are different. 
Beth is also, you just have to no, put the Sibelius vertical microwave in there. Yeah, okay, so you don't put crockpots in drawers because you're going to break the line, the alignment of the drawer, and then it's not going to open anymore. We put tro- we put crockpots on shelves, and we also put them in closets, and we also put them on top of refrigerators, and sometimes we put them out on the porch, especially whenever it's cold out and we don't have enough room in the refrigerator for our crockpots. My porch crockpot. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes three of them live on top of the five ga- uh, the five gallon roaster. It's normal. Well, when you have nine, you gotta find space for them. Right. And the, the crock pots get lonely if you store them separately. Yeah, no, you right. have to have them in pairs at least. Yeah, nine crock pots for the races of men. <laughs> <laughs> one crock pot to rule them all, and then the dark. I was gonna say, what's the, what's the one ring of kitchen implements then? <laughs> It's just a big crock. It's, it's a my, larger crock. It's my, fi- my five-gallon roaster. Yep. <laughs> Happy. <laughs> and lastly, Sicko's is partnered with Home Filled Apparel. Yes, ha, 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 yes. That's three ha's for 15% off for your first purchase. We have Oregon coming this week. Ooh. We also have, guys, did you see the train dunking the basketball? Oh, yeah. What? Yes. No. Uh, let me drop it in the chat real fast. Oh, man. It is, it's awesome. It is so good. Oh, I see it. There we go. It is. It looks like one of the old "Let's all go to the lobby" characters. Yeah. But it's a train <laughs> slammed on a basketball, it's and great. I love it. That's amazing. The cow catcher on it makes it look like it has a beard. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's great. Like he's a pharaoh. Yeah. No, it's very like Gilgamesh. <laughs> That's. Thank you. That's exactly what it is. If Gilgamesh was a train. <laughs> it's engine Kidu. <laughs> We're getting obscure. Oh my god! Hey, Jordan wasn't already fixated on his episode title. Then Engine Kido would be incredible, and Beth would be able to continue her run with episode titles. I mean, also Jordan, you say we're obscure as though a podcast in which every all of the hosts know what Nick Saban looks like could possibly be anything other than obscure. It's true. The other one I posted in here, by the way, the. The Purdue Pete holding the Orange Bill Trophy. Also great. Because it looks like he's just about to have some orange juice for breakfast. It looks like a giant juicer. Would you, would... I did also learn this afternoon that that is a metal ingot embedded in his head and not one of those old-timey, like, paper Oh, yeah, no, it's, yeah, no it's, an ing- it's an ingot in his head, yeah. I don't know that that's better. <laughs> See, it's always been my head canon that, like, he went to the Dirty O and it just has, like, a container on his head. <laughs> It could also be a slice of butter, like a, like a stick of butter. Pour one Some out of them the are o. very, very buttery, yes. God bless the O. It's a taco joint now, and it makes me so sad. That's horrible. I hate this. Yeah. We can't have nice things. We really can't. So now we go on to the best season of all time for teams who are below 500 all time. Oh, yeah. The Satwaft 500 app, which apparently has great SEO. It does. SEO is no our one, passion. No one, else ta- no one else is talking about this. It's just us. This is part 32 of our 40-part series, and Commission tonight is going to cover the Kent State, whatever they were called. <laughs> they were the Golden Flashes. Okay. They were still the Golden Flashes. But I've seen, like, Clippers, and I've seen a bunch of okay, other stuff, Okay, the Clippers too. were, they were just the Kent State Clippers. Just the hockey team was named the Kent State Clippers for some freaking reason. I have okay. no idea why. Uh-oh. I have no idea. Oh, oh I thought, thought Commission. Okay, commish. okay. We were stuck again. 
Sorry, but, I, like, I was for like half a second. I was posting right. the bevel of whatever Lincoln Rowley posted. So if you want to try to bevel it further, like go five right ahead. little loading things. I was posting the bevel of the Lincoln Riley fish. So okay, uh, definitely you wouldn't bevel a fish. I, I just did, but Lincoln Riley, you I, can't I tuna. A, you can't tuna fish, but you a, can bevel a fish. I did just uh, uh-huh. bevel the Lincoln fish. Hey, someone else has to make shitty puns on this podcast sometimes, Jordan. Hey, no, you see, I'm not. I'm not mad at Picker for doing that. That's good stuff right there. That's it's good. Hey, do you know? Do you know my friend? Uh, my friend Clem. No. And we no. don't know his child either. He has no children. Is he? Does he, I'm gonna does he bury have a daughter? I'm, so, so I'm going to have to, the thing is, like, I came up with that one. I realized that it was too obvious. So my Clemson pun's even worse than the one I'm working on, by the way, guys. Oh, nice. <laughs> that one was too easy. Too easy. So let's, let's go Kent State. Kent. I don't make, the, I don't make the easy jokes, guys. I work hard for you this. You work hard for the money. What money? That's right. Please use our code from Homefield. It helps <laughs> us out. Uh, <laughs> Back to the best season of all time for teams that were below 500 all time. Kent State, really looking at their history in Winsipedia, not great. Not great at all. Um, they, <laughs> Don't fucking say. No, look, look. I, I'm just going to be Imagine honest. That. They are, their program has been around for a while, a long, long time. And just looking at the Winsipedia, Kent State is is the, the fourth worst. Now, the three, three schools below them, Georgia State, Charlotte and FIU, they they haven't started their programs until after the year 2000. Kent State oh, has yeah. been around since 1920. We respect the commitment to the bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so As fellow committers to the bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kent State, again, I love the mascot, the Golden Flash. I love the nickname. It's fantastic. I understand they're in a part of Ohio. It's not necessarily full of money or whatever, but love the program. Their classic Mac. I root for them. I, I root for the underdog and kind of in the sickos committee. That's what I do here. So Kent State is is probably the ultimate underdog in college football uh, in history. Just looking at their Winsipedia. I want to give a shout out to 1940 Kent State uh, in their sixth season under head coach Donald Starn. The Golden Flashers compiled an eight and one record and outscored all opponents by a combined total of 186 to 43. However, they lost to their arch rival Akron. So we can't have that as the best season of all time for them. Also, that year, they were ranked 265 out of 697 college football teams. <laughs> in the final rankings under the Lichtenhaus difference by score system for 1940. So the transitive property system, I guess, the Lichtenhaus difference score system. Uh, did you know that Dr. Lichten actually had a, uh, a son as well? No. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, his son was named uh, Dees. <laughs> so Dr. Lichten Dees. Uh, Did I just ruin it? I don't that's care. That's not how names work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he lived in, in a in a familial system where it was a it was a family name first, given name last. Sure. That's how that works. See, let's weaponize anthropology. <laughs> sure, John, let's go right ahead. <laughs> so we'll continue with Kent State. We'll we'll stop the bad. Jordan is he's just trying to do stuff right now. So I, I want to give a shout out to the 2012 Kent State team. They were 11 and 1, but they ended their season on two bummers. They just missed a BCS bowl bid by losing to Northern Illinois in the MAC championship game in double overtime, 44-37. Uh, and then they lost to Arkansas State in the GoDaddy.com bowl in Mobile, Mobile, Alabama. 
Agile, mobile, virile. Agile, mobile, virile. That's right. Follow us on LinkedIn. Follow us on LinkedIn. Sickos Committee. We post for you. In Kent State's history, they have only won one conference championship. No. And that was in 1972. They were 6-5-1. and one, And they won the Mac. <laughs> That's some that's Mac as shit. That's Mac as hell. Peak Mac. You better have fucking hung the banner. You they, have to hang they, that they banner. They have it. And there's plenty of photos for them going crazy for this, which we'll get to. Good. Now, in 1973, they had a better season and they finished nine and two, best winning percentage of all time. Both of these seasons kind of run together. So, you know, since Kent State is 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 one of our lowest ranked here i'm gonna kind of do two seasons in one here we did it for akron we did 29 and 69 but for kent state i'm gonna do 72 and 73 back to back making an executive decision this is commission's call here i just want to give a shout out to the 1972 team that actually won their only conference championship and then essentially their best team of all team the year after that that unfortunately did not win a conference championship their head coach was Don James. He was born in Massillon, Ohio. Or is it Massillon? I have no idea. Uh, Massillon? That sounds good. Massillon. That's right. Uh, he played for the Miami Hurricanes as a quarterback and defensive back from 1951 through 1953. After his time playing for the Hurricanes, he was an assistant coach at Kansas, Florida State, Michigan, and Colorado. In 1971, he landed his first head coaching gig at Kent State, just one year after the Kent State massacre, which if you don't know what that is, you can look it up. I don't want to go into detail. It's, it is a pretty tragic event. He was there at Kent State through 1974, where he had a record of 25-19-1 in four years. There, he coached future NFL great Hall of Famer Jack Lambert as a linebacker, current college head coach. Mr. Nicholas Saban of hmm. Alabama hmm? and former head coach of Mizzou, Gary Pinkle. During his four seasons at Kent, the Golden Flashes won their only MAC title in 1972 and played in their first bowl game, the Tangerine Bowl. They did not win that game, but, you know, they did not win their first bowl game until 2019. Jesus. Yes. Christ. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. So the 1973 posted the best record in program history, winning percentage-wise, 11 and three. Uh, I'm sorry, nine and two, 11 and three. Winning percentage is less than nine and two, apparently, from what I can tell. Uh, after 1974, Don James moved to the Washington Huskies, and he was there from 1975 to 1993, winning a national title, a share of it, of course, in 1991. Um, if you want to be mad at someone for getting Nick Nick Saban in the coaching, you can blame Don James. If you're glad that Nick Saban is coaching now, you can thank Don James. Wherever you fall, Don James is essentially the man that got Nick Saban in the coaching. Okay, so so in this in this Command and Conquer Red Alert timeline, go back in my time machine. We don't try to kill Nick Saban as a baby. We try to take out Don James mm. to correct the timeline. There, Birthday. There's there's more here. I, I give you this, so I mean, you may not have to take out Don James. You may be able to like do something else instead. So Don James offered Saban something. The rest is history, of course. James coached Saban during his last two years as a player at Kent State. In 1972, Kent State won its only MAC championship and went to its only bowl game. At the time, they've been to more since then. Saban said, "I didn't want to grow up 
uh, I didn't I didn't grow up wanting to be a coach. He recognized that, and he asked me to be a coach, to be a graduate assistant, when I didn't have any intentions of being that. So Don James basically talked Nick Saban into being a grad assistant for Kent State. Saban said, the only reason I did it was that my wife had another year of school, so I couldn't move and take a job. I had to stay there and do something. So I did it. I really enjoyed it and continued to do it, got hired full-time, and went on from there. If you want to take out Don James, you can take out Don James. But maybe it's Terry. Maybe it's Terry. Maybe got to take out the wife at the time. I don't know. That's up to you. I got to get Miss Terry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm more. I'm. I'm way more afraid of Miss no, Terry. No. <laughs> that will not work. Miss Terry, that I am a Nick. Let's be real honest here. Yeah. All right. So there's also stuff in there. It says like if if Miss Terry wasn't still in school, he would have been like selling cars or whatever. Which you know, Nick Saban's got. Yeah, some he has a here. business degree. Yes. Kent State went nine and two in 1973, which was Nick's first season as a graduate assistant. If you want to give Don James some credit, along with Nick being a grad assistant, producing Kent State's best season of all time, winning percentage-wise. Now, famous players, again, on the 1972 team and 1973 team, Hall of Famer Jack Lambert, which, I mean, he didn't have any front teeth, which is incredible. Huh. And I love this helmet. This helmet is phenomenal, which I know they brought oh, it case, back in like a yellow like version, that. but it's amazing. Uh, and then former Missouri coach Gary Pinkle as a tight end. So you can see him in action. On the right hand this side. This helmet, so this helmet has three horizontal bars and one vertical bar that comes down in front of the nose, and the shape of it almost looks like like I I you can superimpose one of those rubber horse masks over the top of it. <laughs> I, I was thinking like Shredder's face, or that it's very catcher's mask, also. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fearsome, but I mean, this, you know, Hall of Famer Jack Lambert getting drafted by Pittsburgh to be a part of the Steel Curtain. Uh, very fitting i'll just say that like that that was probably one of the most intense linebackers of all time and and growing up watching those old nfl films where they had all the music and and stuff and then just seeing the steel curtain defense with jack lambert in the middle of it along with jack ham i i I honestly could not remember that jack lambert was a part of kent state in in this time frame so i want to go to the 1972 schedule because i'm doing two years for kent state september 9th at Akron, which was not a conference game at the time, they tied Akron 13-13. That's Mac as hell. Jesus. So I don't know what happens. If you battle for the wagon wheel, like, do they both get half of the wheel if you tie? You gotta you gotta meet at Dairy Queen every six months and trade it you off. You gotta trade it off. Yeah. That's right. So there's... there's Tie me mama like a wagon wheel. <laughs> <laughs> they, they lost at Louisville 34-0. They beat Ohio 37-14. They lost to San Diego State at home, 14-0. Uh, they lost to Western Michigan, 13-12. Uh, they won Who among us. They won 14-10 at Bowling Green. They beat Xavier out of Ohio, 26-16. They lost at Northern Illinois, which, again, at that time, not a conference game because the Mid-American oh. Conference only existed of Kent State, Bowling Green, Western Michigan, Miami, Ohio, Toledo, and Ohio. Yeah. So Never small back then. It was very small back then. Mm-hmm. So from there, they won at Marshall 16-14 with, with unlevel goalposts. They they won at Miami, Ohio, 21-10. And then to win the Mac at Dick Stadium in Kent, they beat Toledo. 
I have thrown in a YouTube link of the Kent State at Toledo thing. There is sound. It's about three minutes long. I don't know how far you want to go through it, but there is sound with some highlights of the game, and it is 1970s as hell. Let me fold in part of it. Sorry. I've got too many things on my desk, and I can't see the, like, the little icons at the bottom of my screen. Oh, my God. So many tabs. No, no. This is like actual cups on my desk. I have like four cups on my desk. What are cups on your desk if not physical tabs? Oh, I'm loading this. I meant to ask you the other day. How, are your cups full of tabs? Uh, how many things do you think try to start up with my computer every time I open it? Oh, God. Too uh, many. Uh, I, I'm up to 12 programs that try to start up. How do you even... What could you possibly need? I don't actually. It's it's actually even better because it's two versions of one cloud that I and I use neither of them. So I should just uninstall them, but I don't. How One's has, from my teaching job that I have not been at in three years at this point. How has your computer not just given up? I don't know. Here we go. This is uh, Kansas State and Toledo. Kent not Kansas. State. Oh shit. Kent State and Toledo. We saw them on K State, which we will get to. Toledo in their last game of the regular season. Toledo had won three oh yeah, look at those, get those pigtails. This looks like the 60s. No, this is 70s. Well, Hell and the narrator uh, is very like like 1940s. Yeah, yeah. Against Miami, again it's Alonzo Curry taking off an interception to stop a rocket drive on. I'm gonna skip towards the end. Oh, the end is the best, probably. I'll just say that. So that was a catch by Gary Pinkle at the end there. You can see that. And then they plunged in to put again, this game away to beat Toledo 27-9. Boom. Mac championship. I like the Kent and the diamond. Yeah. Oh, God. Look at that old school. Oh, that's great. It's great. Watch what happens. Down goes the goalposts. Everybody's throwing things, running on field. Oh, my God. This is the hell of a field rush. Yeah. It has the same energy as the Tulane field rush. Or the, or the Tennessee field rush. They're throwing tangerines on the field right now because they're going to the tangerine bowl. Which I don't know. Like, Hey, Kirk. Kirk, can you give me some tangerines? No, these are fucking oranges. I, I said no goddamn oranges. Is that a Satsuma? <laughs> Where are you going to get a tangerine in 1972 in Ohio? Ohio. At the Enough to throw them. Market? I... I there's a, ain't no way the IGA is gonna have that. Forget it. I don't know. It's it's 1972, not like 1872. There's there's supermarkets at the time, so likely. Just throw any random citrus. What's I mean, the yeah, orange? Nobody, they're all gonna orange. Tell. Nobody's fine. gonna. <laughs> whatever. Is this so, a fucking Buddha hand? <laughs> <laughs> so I got some pictures of of Coach Don James on the sideline, and then there's the handsome Nick Saban defensive back. Number 12 for Kent State. He was, he was good looking. Yeah, I mean, he's a looker. I'll say it. I'll say it. I mean, hey, he's got that Those nice little... Side burns. He's got the burns working for him. He's got a little, you know, got a good jawline going for him. Uh, he does. That jawline's real sharp. That's right. There's some fans. I love this picture The where it just says, we want the Mac with like a sign <laughs> in, in the stands. 
and just like these older folks just really, really enjoying it. They called the team. The guy in the overcoat is standing so awkward. It is. It's so great. It's and the so... hat, too. Yes. It's just, it's a look. It is a look. It is 1972. Amazing. So they called the team the James Gang. And so they took a, a picture of it. They did do a reunion in 2012. The photo of the 1972 Tangerine Bowl team. There's a picture, a black and white photo. You go to your reunion and Nick fucking Saban is there. Yeah. Like, like, what did you do? Oh, I've got a successful car dealership outside of Kent. What do you do? I'm Nick Saban. Come on down to Nick Saban Hyundai of Kent. How many many national titles would have Nick Saban had in 2012? So he'd have had the one with LSU. We had another one with Bama in 09, right? Yeah, that was the first. Did he go back to back? Now, uh, 2010 was Cam Newton. Yes, 2010 was uh, 2003, 2009, right. 2011, 2012. So he would have had four, essentially, if they did that reunion. Yeah. Or on yes. his way to four. He would have had three on his way to four with that reunion. If he could have attended. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was on his way. He was to on his way to his four. So, yeah, coach, it's great. I love the black and white photo of them toppling the goalpost after defeating Toledo. It is great. To go 6-4-1 and one and win their only MAC championship. They knew. The fans knew. They knew it. And they celebrated it. Again, this is why we never, never chide anybody from storming on the field. Storm mm-hmm. on the field. Do it all the time. Yeah. You have no idea what is it the future will hold. Live in the moment. Love it. Storm in it. I don't care, Tennessee, what happens next year if y'all win a national title. I, I'm just glad you stormed the field and threw the goalposts in the river. Do it. I don't care. It is the best. It is great. Live in the moment. Live for the now. You have no idea what the future holds. Uh, I also put a picture of the Kent State cheerleaders. I love the guy's hat <laughs> right in the middle with, like, the K for Kent State. It's and he's, he's got somebody on his – you know, he's got a cheerleader on his shoulders and he's just like, he's like, yeah, man, I'm just chilling here with somebody on my shoulders. But it's a great. In, ha- in his houndstooth bell bottoms. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Yes. Also like, like the- with the most, like he's, he's holding up a cheerleader while contrapasto. <laughs> also like the guy to his left who is just not like he's holding up a, he's structural support only. He's holding up a cheerleader. He is not looking at the camera. That's right. It's just there. I'm just doing my job as a cheerleader. So hold on. Slow down. Quick detour for some mascot talk. Yes. Mascot talk. Here we go. What is this? Oh my God. What? Let's do it. From 1968 to 1974, Grog, the caveman. The caveman character from the popular comic BC arrives on the scene. Conceived of in the spring (laughs) of 1967 by Joe Joyce who's a graduate in 1969 and Gene Ferrara graduate in 1974 of the Chestnut League revamped the spirit organization formed in 1964. He didn't show up at games until the fall of 1968. In the meantime, Chuck Ayers and cartoonist for the Daily Kent Starter requested permission to use Grog as Kent State's mascot from its creator, cartoonist Johnny Hart. The eight-foot-tall, 50-pound costume is Jesus made of wood Christ. supports and oh hard cloth by Esser Costume Company of Pittsburgh for $500. Quote, oh. quote, from then Kent State baseball player Ron DeGran, 1974. It was heavy and it was hot. <laughs> he wore the costume in 19... 
1970 through 1972 at both football and basketball games. I would be wringing wet after a basketball <laughs> game, but nobody could figure out what a flash was. So Grog was as good as mascot as any. Disagree. Disagree with as good as mascot as any. I kind of love him. <laughs> I can't imagine how bad that thing smells. Oh, like, like, a, like a wet like a wet sweaty dog oh, oh god. god he would have been friends with the weird virginia mascot from a few weeks ago oh the who, the who. <laughs> yep. yeah. i approve of any mascot where an undergrad can store their laundry in its nose <laughs> attachable laundry bag it's perfect kent state you're gonna have to bring back the grog like this is the most successful period of your football history from 1968 to I, just, I need this thing on the field with Big Red Gro- at the same Grog time. Grog and Big <laughs> Red need to be on the field at the Bahamas Bowl next year. Done. Wearing wearing a 50-pound wooden structured mascot costume in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now I'm picturing Big Red going down the slide in Atlantis, and I desperately need this in my life. <laughs> Do you think Big Red's scene-resistant? <laughs> I want you to imagine like Grog's nose just flapping in the breeze. (laughs) They've had they've had to have Big Red Scotch guarded, right? Have to. Like, I mean, he's got to be waterproof, right? Is he he dry clean only? (laughs) You know, there's only one way to find out. Get our own? Mm -hmm. No, and we get sued. We have to go. No, we have to go meet Big Red. Meet Big Red in the Bahamas Bowl with Grog Mm -hmm. in Kent State next year. Mm -hmm. What are Grog's arms? Uh, lifeless uh, objects apparently what the, noodle. What the, um, noodle like there's no way there's arms in those arms no it's it, they're just flinging it's because they, because the human shoulder isn't nine <laughs> feet wide are you sure those are just structural arms <laughs> i i just want decorative arms i want to be a discord person that is paid for our patreon to come look at this no, no context image of just grog Standing with the Kent State band right now. The one with the band is incredible. It is with, with the bones like stapled to the side of its head. <laughs> and his tongue hanging out. <laughs> if you asked a three-year-old to draw a mascot, this is what you're going to get. This is like the artists that take a three-year-old drawing and just flesh it out. That's what happens. Grog says blip. <laughs> This is a full-on mlem. <laughs> he looks like something you were you asked someone to design a distant ancestor of the Flintstones. Mm. Yeah. I like the band picture because its nose like has like sub noses. Like there's five other bumps on there that could be discrete noses. <laughs> Any more grog comments before I continue? Uh can we can we read the uh blurb directly under the picture on the website? Do it. Read, read it. Despite misadventures when the costume temporarily goes missing several times, <laughs> Grog continues to amuse fans until 1974 when he was phased out by mascot or as mascot by the athletic department. He still shows up as a logo on uh, bookstore bags for years afterwards. Oh my I God, just I gotta... love the idea of somebody stealing this and hiding it in their dorm room. Home field. Yes, home field. Home field, please. Please. Give us, get a grog give us the somewhere. grog. Kent State grog. We, I think we follow Kent State. I don't know if Kent State follows us. Find I, out. Well, we'll, we'll, home field, we need this. We need it, for sure. Put it on joggers. Put it on a shirt. Put Bro- it on everything. Groggers. So let's go to, the, let's oh. continue the end of, of 1972 here. So they go to the Tangerine Bowl. 
uh, I found uh, a copy of the Tangerine Bowl that Jack Lambert signed. So it's Kent State University versus Tampa. So the Tampa school that does, no longer has a football team. They did lose the Tangerine Bowl to the University of Tampa. The star on the University of Tampa's football team was a future wrestler by the name of Paul Orndorff. He's also known as Mr. Wonderful. So I don't hey. know if anybody knows Mr. Wonderful. But yes, he played for Tampa. And he did score the game-winning touchdowns as Tampa leaped out to a 21-0 lead in the first half. Kent State fought back valiantly, but fell short 21-18. Just look at these stats from the Tangerine Bowl. Just just look. Just read what jumps out to you in this case. Boy, Kent State passing offense goes burr. Okay. Uh, Tampa's rushing offense also goes burr. Uh Kent State with four fumbles, losing four. Tampa with four fumbles, losing three. Yes. Was it raining? I, I haven't gotten confirmation. It was not a great. Spiritually. So the Tangerine Bowl was was basically in Orlando. So it was the one that eventually became, I think, the Pop-Tarts Bowl now. Sure. I, I think that's right. So it used to be, it wasn't the Citrus, but it was the other bowl in Orlando. So, yes, the Tangerine Bowl, basically there. Yes, so Tampa had 240 yards rushing. Kent State had 313 yards passing. But both of them, they, there were seven fumbles in the uh, – there was eight fumbles in the game, and, and seven of those were lost. So Citrus Bowl. This is the Citrus Bowl. It was the Citrus. Okay. So, let's go to 1973, which uh, – So, you're saying that we're done with 1972. <laughs> Yes. Before we do that, okay. I'd like to quick show you guys in the chat real fast about facts about the newest Flash yes. mascot. I do want to read one or two things here. First off, actually, the last one is the only one I care about. This bullet point, each suit is washed after use of the event is over one hour in length. And the bicycle's helmet inside, the Flash has disinfected once a week, as are the feet. And the fur on both the head and the suit is brushed two to three times per month or as needed. So Flash is fresh. Just need everyone to know that. So if you, or if you get Flash, it'll be fresh. <laughs> you're muted big girl you're muted big girl all i said was i do always want my flashes to be fresh you do you don't want a stinky flash you don't want a stinky flash don't do it <laughs> oh by the way by the way commission i pulled those two pages out of the yearbook put them below perfect i gave you the link of the the yearbook which is fantastic so to 1973 which they had their best record of all time winning percentage wise i have the yearbook the yearbook was called the burr it was called the chestnut passing go the passing game go burr. So it was called the chestnut burr, and so I have the link of the yearbook if you want to click on it. The football starts at page one sixty, uh, and there's a lot of stuff from page one seventy two. So the homecoming it shows the dynamics of life. Here's just a you know picture of the Kent State cheerleaders, the fans, and everything like that, and just just enjoying everything. The nineteen seventy three team. I'm just gonna read what the yearbook wrote here. So 1973 was a banner year for Kent State football. Head coach Don James and his Golden Flashes were victors nine times, including a 21-7 Super Saturday triumph over Bowling Green, a game which many thought would decide the Mid-American Conference Championship. But later that season, Miami, which had stormed through its first eight games without a loss, came to be ranked 17th in the nation to face Kent's 19th-ranked Flashes for the MAC title. The contest was appropriately tagged Super Saturday 2. More than 27,000 fans, a record crowd jammed into Dick Stadium to peer through a driving snow. 
for the Golden Flashes and made their bid for Kent's second straight conference championship. But it was not to be. Miami's powerful defense, ranked number two in the nation, stymied Kent State's high-octane offense, and the Red Hawks returned home to Oxford with a 20-10 victory and the Mid-American Oof. Conference title. Oof. The loss was a crushing blow to the Flashes and to their fans. It had been a valiant effort by the Flashes, though. They had been pitted against a Miami squad, which went on to finish the season undefeated 10-0 and was ranked 15th nationally at season season's end. The Flashes were able to quickly bounce back after the devastating defeat, but the fans never recovered. <laughs> it's very depressing. Oh, God. Like, just, can't say I mean, just, they have, like, consumption? We're never going to recover. Just done. They're, they were in mourning, like, Downton Abbey style. They just dressed in all black for, like, months after that. They were no longer the Golden Flashes. They were just... Just wearing all black all the time. We were the beige flashes for three years. Uh, a week after losing the championship, the flashes traveled to Toledo where they ripped the Rockets 51 16. Uh, when the best flash team in history, 9 and 2, returned home for their final game the following weekend, they ran onto the field to the cheers of almost no one. By the game time, holy oh, shit, yes. there were 3,000 people there. By the Aww. game time, there were only 3,870 Fairweather fans, many of whom oh left God. before the game ended. Kent handily won the contest, beating Central Michigan 28 7, despite the lack of support, which prompted Coach James to lament, I'd like to take this team somewhere where they would be appreciated. Whoo, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And that's in the yearbook. <laughs> Go off, King. Go off, Don James. Rest in peace. Uh, even more disappointment was to come. Players, coaches, and fans alike uh, expressed disillusionment. Disillusionment. I can't say this word. When a well-deserved postseason bowl invitation never came. Thus, a team which had almost completely rewritten the Kent record books and had outscored its opponents 299 to 131, finished a long season unheralded and seemingly unappreciated. We appreciate you, 1973 Kent State. We appreciate you. That's so dark. Oh, my God. Yes. I just want to hug someone. Spirits were lifted somewhat when Coach James announced that he would definitely be back for next season, dispelling rumors that he would leave to take a higher-paying, more prestigious job. So even with the loss of 16 seniors from this year's squad, there's reason to be confident that the Golden Flashes will again be in the thick of the title race in the coming season. Did that, did that happen? Yeah, that was kind of like they finished seven and four in nineteen seventy four. Not really a bad year. They finished like third in the MAC at at seven and four overall, two and three in the MAC. Just not necessarily. I, it's just amazing they lost to Miami and then they lost like the entire fan base, which that's, was incredible. So sad. Very sad. So that's why I kind of wanted to do both because their best team of all time was just not appreciated like this is nine and two so what you lost the mac it's okay it's okay so there are two losses that year they lost 17 to 9 out there in san diego against san diego state and they lost that game in the crazy snowy conditions against an undefeated miami ohio team 20 to 10 in the snow so classic maction so i did post a, a couple of things from the yearbook it said you know the my favorite headline is like kent offense they do it. And then the next page, it says, Kent defense, they undo it. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. 
that uh jack lambert quote is some really football guy this stuff is definitely, there too. <laughs> i mean jack lambert hall of famer you have to be mentally ready for the game you may only be 170 pounds but on game day if you are mentally prepared you can hit like 270 pounds jack it's lambert not- that's not true. Jack Lambert. I'm not works. much more than 170 pounds, and I cannot hit like 270. But Jack Lambert <laughs> and is it out might here. be mental, but he is thinking heavy thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thinking heavy thoughts works. Anyone who has tried to pick up a toddler who does not want to be picked up knows that, that thinking heavy thoughts works. Yeah, the thick was inside you all along. I don't think the strategy of just go limp works on I, I was going to say, I was <laughs> of like, okay, I'm going to think heavy. Go limp. <laughs> <laughs> Fainting goat football. Let's do it. You, you die for the first down, or you just go limp, and then you pick up the first down. I do want to say in the yearbook, there was something that was just absolutely amazing. <laughs> there is... There is something it's so good. It is so what good. Is this? All, right, all right, I'm gonna say this is a part in the yearbook. It says above linebacker Byron Fillmore, dressed in full battle gear, awaits his chance to get in this? on the action. Oh Caesar, we who are about to die salute you. Was the gladiators cry in the arena, standing face to face with death and the Roman populace? That's... Guys, it's not that serious. It yeah, was Kent guys, State football. It's... You're playing Mac football in the 70s, guys. But this is so the picture here is of this linebacker who was wearing bandages over his nose and his forehead under his helmet. Yeah, this tape job reminds me vividly of something and I cannot place it. It looks bothering me for two days. It looks kind of like those like plastic faceplate things that basketball some basketball players sometimes wear when they've like recently broken their nose or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's entirely made out of tape. I do want to give a shout out. I I found I was looking for another quote about the Central Michigan game, see if there was one in, in the newspaper. But there is something good I found here. Apparently one reason that the Chippewas came to play in that last game was that earlier in the week, they had received a bid to play in a postseason game against Louisiana tech. The only requirement was for them to win their game against Kent state. Kept your fucking rivals out of a bowl. Sometimes Mm -hmm. nine and two and keeping your rivals out of a bowl. Sometimes that's good enough. Sometimes five and seven is, and keeping your rivals out of a bowl is good enough. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) Can't escape it. Can't escape. Can't escape Just. it. Can never Jordan it sets him up and I knock him down. Oh. Yeah. Who among us has not lost to Western Michigan in one of our best seasons of all time? True no facts. Clue. True facts. I deserve that. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, Golden Flashes, for your amazing year. Congrats, Nick Saban, for that being, you know, clearly the high mar- high water mark of your football career. Nothing good have happened after that. No, nothing. I mean, Saban was nope. done. You know, he, he was done. Look, you go to a tangerine bowl, it's all downhill from there. Pretty much. I mean, he never went to another tangerine bowl again. If you guys didn't look in the chat and scroll up a little bit to see that Kevin put found the drawing of Grog, and it's as good as you think it is. Oh, that needs to be on all the shirts. Yes. I'm going to read Yeah, no, it's, I, I will it's the most home field thing of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll, I'll make a bootleg so version for us to use because I love him so much. Yeah. Because he, he also like needs to go would, on all the. He looks like he would be best friends with the slippery rock pimp rock. I love him so much. He does. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> for sure. 
I'm not certain that they didn't skin him to uh, cover the the pimp rock, but <laughs> oh god, that's what happened. That to was him. a fur coat. Pimp rock is definitely wearing the grog costume. <laughs> okay, I know I remember grog from BC that comic. I'm that also I wearing have, pimp I never rock read. right now. But... <laughs> Here we go. I, I found I found some pictures of Grog, the original Grog. Yep. He's a little changed. Oh, I've seen this before. Yep. Oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't. You know, me. I used to read comics like way back in the day, and like I mean, BC BC veered wildly from linguistics humor to like very Christian content. <laughs> oh, that's right. It it, yeah. it went really heavy on like yes, it went very heavy Christian sometimes. Well, folks, I think that's what we got for tonight. Kamish, thank you for introducing us to the Kent State Golden Flashes of the Times. Thank you, everyone, for being here. I don't know where I'm going with this. Hey, I just want to say you. this. I want to... <laughs> one, one thing I want to say... The commitment to the bit has been incredible, and I respect you so much for Amazing. it. <laughs> Fantastic, Ben. Great job. I want to leave us with a quote. They're going to take my degree. <laughs> I want to leave us with After a I quote together, from yeah. the Kent State. Uh, yearbook and this is from the quarterback at the time it was it was greg kokel this is an inspirational quote from the yearbook things go bad on the field but you gotta get up and fight back that is what life is all about happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear jordan Happy birthday to you.